Thank you for listening to Unmute Yourself. I will always give this disclaimer before we begin. This podcast is not rated. I might use adult language. I might reference alcohol, nudity, sex, and more. Please listen at your own risk. In this episode, we'll be talking about something that I've been wanting to talk out loud. Something that's been on my mind, but I've never had the power to say out loud. In this episode, I'll be talking about my coming out black story. Now, before you click off this podcast, know that although I believed for several years that I could make it big into comedy, this episode has been one of the hardest things to say, and most of the time I always had to make jokes in order to cope with it. Also, this episode is going to hurt a lot of family members. Do you all remember the Wanda Sykes skit that she did in about 2010? It was her way of coming out to her parents in a way of comparing it coming out black. Although I feel like I would wish my coming out black story was like the Wanda Sykes skit, it's not. So let me tell you my coming out black story. I grew up in a small town, well, technically a village, of 1,700 plus people. It's important to note that the small town I grew up in is about 54% white and 32% black, and that the town, aka another village, north, makes up about 46% black and 37% white. That town's school closed and they segregated into my town's public school department, which increased the diversity makeup. This was before my time, but throughout my life, my school is always very diverse. It, it's a small school, but it was made up of a lot of different types of people. Everyone knew everyone. Also like the movies, this town is a town my parents grew up in, so everyone knew them as well. My parents divorced early in my life, but I grew up with both of them being there. Most people know who my dad is just when I tell my last name. It's one of those towns. Growing up, most people knew me because I was in a bunch of different clubs or sports. I did a lot of random volunteering, worked part-time at a restaurant, and dated a couple questionable people. It's easy to say growing up wasn't bad, because overall, when you look at it from the outside, it doesn't appear that way. But growing up, it was hard to have to explain to everyone, yes, I have two very white parents and four very white brothers, and I'm not adopted. It was more annoying to have to explain to people who my step or half or full brothers were, because I was raised that all my brothers were just that, brothers. But everyone always wanted to know who was who and why I look the way I do. Me having to explain, yes, I know my mom has super straight blonde hair, and I'm still trying to learn how to take care of these mountains of curls. Most of the time, people would just say I looked like my dad's family, but every once in a while, people would make jokes that my mom clearly cheated on my dad with a black man and that I needed to go on Mari. There would be nights that I would cry because I didn't want my dad to hear these comments that people made. He did everything for me and I didn't want him to get hurt 
like I did. Once I graduated, I left the small little village that raised me and I moved on to bigger cities that had more people and more things to do. I started hearing real microaggressions like, you look good for a black girl. Your hair would look cuter if you did blink with it. Most of the time it was straighten or keep it down or braid it. I embraced diversity when I entered college. I was trying to make change after all. I wanted to really find myself. I worked at a Hispanic restaurant where I embraced different cultures and languages. I started studying the world and really knew that from being from a small village that there was so much more to learn. Now, to give you more history of my family, on both my mom and dad's side, there were family members that mentioned Native American ancestors. When I worked at the casino, I always wondered how much percentage could I really be. I was talking with a coworker, and they mentioned that their cousin took the ancestry test and found out what percentage of Native American they were and that they were able to go to the, the tribe and claim it. I couldn't believe it, but it made me wonder about my ancestors. I waited a couple years later to embark that journey, but I decided to do it. $69.99 later, I anxiously waited for it to ship to my house so I could spit in a tube because it sounded like a fun activity to do. Anyways, I finally got it. I shipped it back and I waited. Now, let's see. I got it in March and after a couple emails that they were behind and I should get the results soon, I got them in April of 2017. I got the results at night and I remember being at my mom's house and I was using the bathroom and it said I had an email and it said results are in and I froze. I couldn't look at it. I came out of the bathroom and I told my mom that I didn't want to look at it because I wanted to make a video. The video was going to be me opening it for the first time, more of like a reaction video and my mom looked me dead in the eyes and said I shouldn't do it. I remember laughing and being like, why, is there something you should tell me? She wasn't laughing. So I decided to open the results right there. I read them out loud. 60% European. No shocker there. 5% South Asian. So it said like Indian or Middle Eastern. I was a little shocked about that, but I was like, okay, cool. And then I saw 30% African. I'm pretty sure my mouth dropped like the cartoons. How? What? I didn't understand. African? I looked at my mom. She didn't say anything. Of course I became mad. I was almost 27 at the time, and I felt like 27 years I was living a lie. I remember saying, so I am adopted. I have to be adopted but my mom saying no. I wasn't really able to understand the results, so I remember going to sleep in my mom's guest room, and I was pretty emotional. I woke up to my mom still being at her house, and she told me she couldn't go to work knowing that I was upset. I felt sick to my stomach. I didn't want her to hurt or feel like any different about what was going on. I just didn't understand it. I would say the next couple of months were a blur. 
I was moving into my now house after selling my last one. I was in two weddings and I started a new job. I told my mom that I really didn't want my dad to know about it, but he found out. And after crying to him that the reason I got the test was not to question my paternal DNA, he agreed to do the ancestry test too. I ordered it. It delivered to his house and he called me. And in that moment, I told him not to do it. I didn't want him to do it. I didn't want him to think that I didn't believe he was my dad. I mean, after all, I wouldn't benefit from a new dad. Now, fast forward to early 2019. It was almost two years since I took the test that kind of rocked my family. I had family members that lectured me that I did what I did was wrong and that some literally deleted me from their life and on social media. I had friends that didn't understand why this was so important to me and I had relationships with my parents that were like really rocky at this point. So one day my mom and my dad drove to my house and we sat down to have a heart-to-heart conversation that we all agreed should have happened when I was younger. They told me that they separated when they were married and that they had relationships with other people. They got back together and a bit later they decided to have a baby. My mom mentioned that she was not pregnant when her and my dad got back together, but there was a could have been a chance that I was someone else's baby. My dad mentioned that he would be my dad no matter what, and when I was born he saw me, he had no doubts that I was his. My baby pictures look like my aunt and him. I could see why people said that I looked just like him as a baby, because I did. But when we sat down, we talked about a man that could have been my father. I assured my dad that I didn't want to do a DNA test and that I would not benefit from having another dad. I was almost 29 at this point and didn't need another dad. Literally, my dad has been my rock and there would be no reason. The only reason why I still cared and wanted to know about this family was for two reasons. One, culture. I really want to learn more about my family and where I came from and about just in general who they are. And two, health. Big what ifs, but knowing family members is important when it comes to health, you know? I think what broke me was when we were doing the sit-down conversation with my parents was when my dad told me when I was about 12 or 13 there were some nasty rumors going around that he wasn't my dad and that he heard them. I remember being a little kid crying hoping my dad didn't hear them and he did. He fucking heard all of the rumors. He was just trying to protect me and he was trying to make sure that I didn't hear them but I did. It broke me, but it made me realize that I really needed to figure myself out, find myself. I wasn't bullied when I was younger for the color of my skin, but I hated myself for the color of my skin. Now, I love the color of my skin, and it makes me who I am. So fast forward to now. I am 30 years old. Living during a time where we have to scream Black Lives Matter to folks who don't understand that all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter. Explaining to the same folks 
who don't understand that black people are murdered because of the color of their skin, that black trans women are targets of hate crimes for just living, that black people are marginalized against, are less likely to get hired, and denied loans because of the color of their skin. I work in a field that focuses on eliminating racism and advocates for equality for all. In the past year, I've entered rooms where I've been told I'm not 100% black, so I don't know what it's like to be black. And the truth is, you are right. I don't know what it's like to be black. I'm sitting here as a person who's benefited from white parent privilege, a person who's benefited from having light skin. I've graduated high school, went on to college. I've received car loan, a house loan. I have privilege. But some things I've learned over the last couple of years is when you have privilege and you're able to use it, use it. So here I am, unmuting myself. Thank you for listening to Unmute Yourself, a new podcast every two weeks.